Not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. You uh, heard Bill Kelly yesterday, and uh, he initially had uh, the family on, and Mike uh, Droulet from... uh, from Global National, who did the expose on uh, on families that had been cut off. Hydro One announced, this is a press release from Hydro One, uh, and it is dated yesterday. Hydro One announced uh, that it is launching a new winter relief program to help customers in hardship to get their electricity service reconnected for the winter. About 1,400 Hydro, Hydro One residential customers are currently without electrical service doing t- due to unpaid balances. Uh, as well, this program is about doing the right thing for our customers who are experiencing hardship, said the Executive Vice President of Customer and Corporate Affairs. We are changing the way we do business, and by doing so, we are currently interviewing all of our customers facing policy and practices, uh, including how we care for the most vulnerable customers. The Winter Relief Program is one of many changes we will be undertaking. As an extension to our annual pause on disconnections, Hydro One is reaching out to customers without electrical service to arrange reconnection for them for the remainder of the winter. Hydro One will look, uh, work with customers uh, interested in the program to determine what payment arrangements uh, they can afford, waive all reconnection fees, as well as discuss the best plan to help them get back on track. To talk more about all of this, Furio uh, Puglis is with us. He is the Executive Vice President, Customer Care and Corporate Affairs, Hydro One, and is with us now. Hello, Furio. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing very well, and I'm guessing that uh, to pick up your phone, it's kind of hot, and the emails are a little hot as well. What's it like being the uh, Vice President of Customer Care for Hydro One uh, this week? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's an exciting role indeed, and uh, everybody over here is, uh, is, 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 is pretty charged up and busy this week. <laughs> All right. Uh, obviously, uh, how long have you been in this position, by the way? Uh, it's been uh, about, uh, I'm going to say, 10 weeks now. I started in early September. And uh, what is your mandate? Uh, are, are, you di- are, are you installed to change things in any way? Well, my mandate is I'm one of um, uh, five other members of the executive team that have recently joined the company uh, as we've moved from a Crown Corp to a publicly traded company. And the mandate for me is clearly on the front to shift our focus uh, or as a a company on how we take care of our customers. And essentially, we're we're, uh, working on becoming more customer-centric. So how did this happen? How do we, you know, have television crews running around talking to people who've lost their power? How does it get to that point? Well, you know, I think that there's we have a number of policies that uh, the company works with and has worked with for a number of years. They've been in place for reasons. Um, you know, I think as we have embarked on a process here internally to take a look at all of our customer-facing policies, we've discovered that you know, there is a level of latitude and discretion that you can apply to these policies um, and, and be in a position where you can better care for your customers. And so, you know, that that process started, uh, you know, several months ago. And, uh, you know, we're now getting to the point where we're starting to, uh, you know, unveil some programs as, uh, as we work through these. Uh, so, uh, again, I keep coming back to the question, how do we get here? How, what, what was the policy on disconnecting somebody? Well, the policies range depending on the customer that you're dealing with. But in essence, if I could, because as you can appreciate when with any utilities, these things get into collections, the policies range from the size of what 
the amount owing is to uh, the length of time that they've been on a payment plan and so on. But in essence, what happens is a collections team will work through a case. Uh, they'll see how the person's history has been on paying um, their their bill. Are they capable of doing it? And and what's their cadence been and, and their track record as they've gone through that? And if they fail to pay over certain periods, they're given, they're given many chances through that process, uh, it does and can lead to a point where there's a disconnection because, you know, there's a, a failure to meet a, a commitment. What we've discovered, and that's how we arrived to where we are today, what we've discovered is that we can go in there and actually look at these and on a more individual basis develop plans that uh, people are, uh, you know, more confident uh, and more capable of actually meeting and fulfilling. And so you're designing some of these on a case-by-case basis, which is what needs to be done. Lots of people are upset with uh, government policies to privatize Hydro One. Are you saying that one of the benefits of that will be better customer service, that uh, that was those guys that handled it so poorly and you guys are different? Well, I don't want to criticize or, or pass judgment on organization of the past. I mean, they ran uh, the operation and ran a, a reliable electricity uh, system, which we plan to do going forward. But I will say that as you transition to becoming a more privatized uh, entity and operating like a business, it gives us more latitude to function and to build programs that are more customer-leaning and customer-facing. And that's exactly what we're doing. Those of us who've joined the company from other industries, some have come from the uh, electricity utility space. Others, like myself, have come from other businesses. Um, But we're used to working in businesses where, you know, uh, we're working at building customer loyalty and keeping customers. And we're bringing that same sort of focus and mentality to Hydro One. Uh, in the case of the Global National story, which I understand uh, made quite an impact on you and was partially responsible for, for hooking, not necessarily hooking these people up, that program was coming anyway, but certainly got your attention. Uh, in that, the family, uh, the lady's name was Carol, not her real name, but what she wanted to use. Uh, was it actually their fault that uh, this whole discrep- discrepancy started? Uh, I I understand a lot of this was due to the the smart uh, meter billing fiasco and that uh, that's how these people got behind. Is there any truth to that? Uh, Not the smart. There was a discrepancy back in the file. And, and, you know, one of the things I will say is we don't like to discuss customer files publicly, but on this one, obviously, they've they've, uh, given some license to speak to it. There was, and that was actually worked through and corrected. What we found more uh, with respect to this case was the ability to structure a plan that the family could commit to and afford to pay and keep their electricity and their account current. Uh, that that would be probably what I would say was the biggest opportunity for correction on this file. So I guess the point that I was trying to make there, Furio, is that it wasn't their fault. Is, is that accurate? Uh, well, it's a good question. It wasn't their fault. I'd say that, uh, you know, parts of that would be correct in the sense that, you know, we had the uh, the crisis with the billing, which would have been back in 2013. There were a number of corrections that had to happen with the bill. Um, we went back and addressed that with the customers. In those cases, though, what we did put back to them was actual consumption. So it's not like they were being billed for electricity they didn't use. But there was a period, and these customers were not alone, where people did uh, not receive bills for months. And then what happened is they received bills with uh, with uh, large sums on them that uh, represented uh, their capacity over the course of a few weeks or months. 
and so we've had to work with them on on collecting that money. And I would say what where we're looking for ways to improve that is how we actually go about collecting that, uh, especially when they are large sums of money like that, because we respect the fact that people don't always have that at their disposal to correct. Um, the uh, obviously this has come to the the, the forefront, uh, and, and and you've announced this plan uh, that will keep these four hundred people uh, at least warm for the winter. What happens at the end of the winter? Will they be disconnected again? Well, here's here's what I like about the plan as we work through this is that the fact that we're able to work with people through the course of the winter months. This is not like we are going to contact the person tomorrow work through a plan, reconnect them, and then that's it. Uh, we're actually going to stay close to these files and monitor and, and uh, build plans that they can support because it's in no one's best interest to just connect and, uh, and say, okay, we put you on something that we know you're not going to be able to support for the long term. We want to try to build some plans, and that's why I say these are case-by-case, case, whereby at the end of the winter these people can continue to sustain their services. Um, so, you know, it's 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 a fair bit of heavy lifting for our teams to be working directly with the customers to go through this, but the value in all of this is that I think we will identify um, some some uh, systems and plans that people can actually live uh, with for the longer term, not just through a winter period. Uh, in the press release, it talks about doing the right thing. Does that admit? Does that mean that Hydro One is admit is admitting that they did the wrong thing by disconnecting these people? No, the, the, by no stretch did they do the wrong thing. You know, we have a team of people at this company that are very dedicated and very committed to what they do here, and they have a lot of respect and care for their customers. Uh, they were operating within the scope of policies that were developed that uh, they were told to run with, and uh, now what we're doing is we're saying, you know, uh, there's a new, uh, new approach uh, to doing business, uh, we look at these policies and we can give our people that are working in the call centers uh, in the collections group more latitude to affect some discretion on how to care for the customer. Uh, so it's really just taking you know what we had and actually applying discretion and latitude to make it better. Ferio, you must be hearing uh, what everybody's screaming and yelling about and, and how uh, the disdain that they've developed for this government, which they once gave a majority to, about the high cost of of electricity, the lack of transparency, nobody seems to know what's going on, the left hand's blaming the right hand. What do you have to say to people as, you know, we continue through with this process of privatization? Uh, what sort of confidence can you give them? Well, there's certainly no, no shortage of political debate on this subject and public debate on it. The first thing I would give as advice to any member of the community and the public, and I've stated this publicly in, in my own speaking engagements, is be informed. Understand how your electricity system works in Ontario. Uh, you know, Hydro One owns the bill and the custody with the customer, and we own that. We take accountability for it, and we respect it, and you're going to see more coming that way. What people need to understand is that Hydro One does not control the lion's share of costs uh, and rising costs on electricity in this province. Only 32% or 32 cents, sorry, of every dollar spent on electricity on your bill is attributed to us. We deliver and we transmit electricity. The lion's share of the expense on electricity today in this province comes from the cost of generation. 
And so, you know, I think people need to be aware of that. Um, and at the same token, and then we need to explore ways in which we can think, are there ways in which we can get that, that cost down? Um, but my biggest advice to people would be, to understand that. And well, I, I, you, you know, Furio, my first reaction to that is no, nobody does. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't mean to, ex, you know, speak for everybody by any means, but yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody knows. And I think if you ask them, it's not through lack of trying. It's just, it's just the perpetual shell game, which has become the Ontario energy system, where it's just, it's just a maze of confusion. And I think lots are feeling it's meant to be that way, uh, just so they can't grasp it. I mean, it's the same thing as getting a line by line. Uh, admission of, of where your costs go and, and things like that. I mean, I don't think people think that there is transparency and when they do look that they can even understand it at all. Yeah, Scott, look, I, I, uh, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think there's been, there is a, uh, a host of information out there on uh, electricity in the province. Uh, some of it is, you know, good information, and, and, and then some of the facts are just not weaved together in a fashion that are easily understood. Uh, what I can tell you from our point of view is we would like to take a role as an organization, as a company, to help with that education. And, and um, you know, one of the things that we plan to do more of going forward is, is pointing people in that direction. We're redesigning our bills. On those bills, we're going to make it much clearer for people to understand how the cost is broken down so that they understand their electricity system. And then there are means in which we can help with that education as well. Because, as you say, it's an important piece that uh, we need to understand on a, on a matter that has become very complex. Where is this going? I mean, are we, and obviously a lot of people thought that, yeah, this is a news cycle thing, it'll drop out of the way, but whether it's, you know, uh, uh, this or, or any other issue pertaining to hydroelectricity, this just seems to be growing and growing and growing and growing. And, you know, for example, Premier, and I, and I, and I know you're not in the political end of this, but the Premier coming out a couple of weeks ago and saying that the energy plan was a mistake or mistakes were made, we really don't know because she didn't clarify that either. Uh, but but how, how are Ontarians supposed to feel confident about anything moving ahead when we don't really know what the mistakes were or what she's done to correct them, or that the same mistakes won't be, you know, uh, uh, we won't stumble on the same mistakes again of lack of due diligence when we move towards cap and trade? Yeah, look, I, that's, a, that's a tough question for me to answer in the sense that I can only give you a perspective from what we are prepared to do as a company here, uh, shifting gears. I mean, the political spectrum, I think those are good questions and they should be asked um, in that, that arena. From our point of view, what I can tell you is, you know, we operate on a cost recovery model and what we're doing in this company today is we're looking for all the places we can find efficiencies to run the business uh, better, more cost effectively, and when we do, we can return that value back to customers. At the same time, what's important for us, because the bulk of the province is dependent on our wires and our, and our grid system, is that we keep that in very good repair. And, you know, when you say what's going forward, what's the future, I can tell you that we have people in this company that are dedicated to the province, dedicated to the communities they serve and the jobs that they do, and they will be out there uh, ensuring that we're delivering this service in a reliable fashion and, uh, and in a caring fashion. And, and that's what we're shifting our minds to and our attention to these days. 
Uh, lots are saying that this the, – the reason we're paying what we're paying in, in electricity bills, and I guess, you know, again, you, you've only got a portion of that, is for upkeep on things like infrastructure, getting off coal. But we've been hearing that argument for, uh, you know, 15 years, uh, way back when the PCs first decided they were going to move towards getting uh, – uh, us off coal. So, I mean, isn't that an ongoing sort of thing in, in, in that every, every uh, region has to deal with? Why is it crippling us so much? Well, it's a phenomenon of actually the move to green energy. We're not the only jurisdiction in the world or, or in North America that has, has faced this. Uh, you know, these are certainly decisions that were made uh, several years ago to uh, build and uh, bring into the province green energy initiatives that would uh, help certainly the environment and help us breathe cleaner air. I mean, today there are no more coal-fired plants in, in the province, uh, and as a result, you know, you've seen, uh, you know, smog days and, and you've seen pollution uh, reduced as a result of it. Now, uh, the green energy initiatives, uh, they're expensive and uh, certainly are uh, aspects of the generation uh, the forms of generation that are, uh, to a large degree, most costly. You know, we have, what, six forms of generation. You've got hydro, nuclear, bio, wind, uh, solar, and gas. And your your green initiatives with solar, wind, and bio uh, are probably the ones that are, because of the technology, the most expensive. When people are wary of privatization and, and what the government has done moving towards privatization, what would you say to them? Uh, are you saying, and, and, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but from what I got earlier on, you were alluding, that, alluding to the fact that service is going to be better in situations like we're talking about the disconnections. Uh, but again, I, I guess the big question is, will it be competitive? Will it be cheaper? Will it be, or I, guess it, I guess no one expects it to be cheaper, but how much more expensive will it be? Well, I think, you know, the, the expense is going to be driven largely by the, the commodity itself and the cost to generate will be, be largely what drives that. Uh, you know, systems, uh, you know, these are big capital systems that, you know, um, need to be maintained. And so when we look at delivery and transmission, there will obviously be some costs associated with that. With respect to how we go private, I think what I would say to you is, um, you know, give give us a chance. Um, we are changing gears in how we look at how we're running this business. I think we've got um, people that have been in uh, this space for a long time. We have very talented people in the organization, very skilled and technically knowledgeable, that with the new structure on how to run the business can help us to advance things that are important to customers. Uh, and this could come from a myriad of, of opportunities. It come, could come through innovation and technology. It will come through uh, continued maintenance and enhancement of a system so it's reliable and it's there when they need it. And for our commercial customers, they have good quality of power. And then at the same token, too, we want our customers to be able to reach us at any point in time, and we want to have a local presence. The next phase is being private is also having a greater presence in our communities. Community investment will uh, start to become even more of a profile for us where we're investing in communities, helping charities, and, and helping to, uh, to build that. Ferio Puglis has been with us. He is the Executive Vice President, Customer Care and Corporate Affairs for Hydro One. Uh, Ferio, thanks very much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. And same to you. Thank you, Scott. Have a good day. You too. Uh, boy, how would you like to be that guy? 
uh, at the end of the day, uh, out of all of the customer care and uh, sort of scenarios, I, I bet you that's the hottest one on the planet right now is picking up that phone.